there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. Josh, you're joining, joining me on what is technically a work day. Don't tell anyone. I just did. My bad. It's my lunch break. It's fine. Oh, but such is the commitment to the cause. Uh, recording a podcast on your lunch break. Couldn't have done that in the old days. Pre, no, pre-pandemic. <laughs> I don't know, is there? Are there any are there any good podcasting rooms in your usual place of work, if you can even remember what it looks like at this point? No, they're all quite echoey uh, meeting rooms, actually. All the meeting rooms are echoey. What about like a toilet cubicle or something? Would... Uh, the toilets are always echoey as well because of the tiles, right? So it always... <laughs> It's, uh, it's an echoey room. The toilet's always an echoey room. That's how you can always tell if someone's phoning you from the toilet. <laughs> I was about to say, like, how do you? How would you know that the toilets are echoey unless you've kind of gone in there and had a conversation, or <laughs> or someone's up to some business or something, and it's just echoing throughout the room? Let's move on. This this could get weird if it hasn't already. Uh, this is meant to be a theme park podcast, and there is some theme park news to talk about this week, although not a ton. Although. <laughs> Uh, Josh, you told me just before we started recording that you've been you've been watching something kind of relatively Disney related that you wanted to talk about. I assume this is on Disney Plus, although it is uh, on uh, given Plus. Disney Plus's new business model, I assume you had to pay about thirty dollars as well as your <laughs> subscription to watch this thing. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a Mulan joke uh, for everyone out there. Yeah, uh, it's a disgrace, by the way. Uh, just putting it out there. It's, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Not only that, but uh, I understand these are unprecedented times and clearly Mulan was not originally slated for a uh, a streaming release. Um, But, you know, uh, people have come to expect from their subscription services everything to be included in said subscription, not to have to pay on top. It's not like having it's not like you had to pay a bit of money to watch the irishman when it came out on netflix so i think you know they just kind of have to, if they've made the decision to put it on disney plus they should suck it up and put it on disney plus properly it's not like there's been a great deal of new stuff on disney plus recently anyway so people are probably due something decent that's yeah. new to watch on there um there's two options here i feel there's you either put it on disney plus and it's free but uh, like free to people that already have Disney Plus. Yeah. Or there's like a free, you add a free tier of Disney Plus where you can then purchase the film. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Like a free tier of Disney Plus that's like chock full of ads or something like that. You know, not a particularly ideal experience for anyone, but that allows you to uh, maybe, yeah, pay piecemeal for certain things. But yeah, I think yeah, if you're paying yeah. for Disney Plus, you should get the perk of being able to uh, watch everything that's on there. Uh, no yeah, extra I cost. I guess Amazon Prime already does that, right? Like, nine, like I don't know, 60% of stuff on Amazon Prime is actually not free. You have to pay for it. Yeah, but I don't think it's actually advertised as being on like Prime Video in this quite the same way, is it? Is it? Is it I think there's like no. a su- some subtle distinction in the branding of like Prime Video and just like Amazon or amazon video i I don't know exactly what it is but um you do get some stuff like if amazon put money behind a film like what was that film we saw with uh eddie redmayne and um felicity jones in the hot air balloon at the cinema um, Uh, 
uh, yeah. Aeronauts. Yes. Because uh, that was an Amazon film. So that was at the cinema, but then also went on Amazon pretty damn quickly and was included. You didn't have to pay for that if you had Amazon Prime. That's so, um, yeah, Disney are uh, being a bit cheeky there, I feel. Scoundrels. I certainly will not be paying. Although I don't think it's even coming to UK Disney Plus, I think, because our cinemas are open, so... Right. Okay. Um, so we can just go watch it at Cineworld for free because we have unlimited passes. Uh, yes, Cineworld, not a sponsor, but yes. Um, yes, we could we could do that. I don't actually know when it's due out now. It's been delayed a few times. But anyway, <laughs> what have you been watching on Disney Plus? Uh, probably the the one of the most Disney things of Disney things on Disney Plus, actually, uh, Disney's fairy tale weddings. Disney fairy tale weddings. What's what's that about? Uh, is this like so fictional, you... great fictional weddings, or no? This is oh. real life, real people weddings, right? At Disney World. Well, it's the oh. first episode was at Disney World, at least. Okay. Um, and so it kind of takes you through the pro. Like, it doesn't go into as much detail as I wanted, like, because it focuses on there was three different weddings in the first episode, right? Uh, I'd rather than focus on one wedding and go into like more detail. Yeah. But uh, it does go into things like uh, what cake do you want? Uh, what are your color schemes? And uh, where do you want the wedding to be? And that sort of stuff. Yeah, they're in the theme um, parks or in like hotel resorts or what? Uh, you can so you can pick either. Okay. Basically, the good thing that about Disney. Uh, I guess, in to an extent, is you go, hey, so what, Disney, what can't I do at my wedding? And they basically go, uh, there's nothing really you can't do. It just depends on how much you're willing to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, for example, so one of the one of the couples had their wedding, um, so the vows and stuff, actually on Main Street with the uh, castle behind them. Okay, that, that sounds expensive. Yeah. They did have to hold the wedding at midnight. <laughs> oh, they won't close the park down for you, no matter how much <laughs> no. you spend. No, yeah. Oh. Um, but, but they did have their own personal showing of Happily Ever After. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um. Uh, and their cake was kind of cool. So their cake was... They had a like a square cake, uh, which was tiered, like wedding cakes have to be, but it was all white. Um, and then they projected Tinkerbell onto the side of the cake, much like they do in Happily Ever After. Oh, I on see. The castle. That's cool. Yeah. So the Happily Ever After thing, did they like project like the couple's like home videos or something onto the castle? Or no, was no, it, it like was the actual uh, Happily Ever After? Yeah. Oh, that would have been a, that would have been cool. Although, yeah, depending on how old these home videos were, I don't know if they just scaled up pretty <laughs> well to like castle, p castle size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not sure about that. Um, um, and the other couple uh, were from Chicago, but the guy had uh, his family were originally from China, so they had the ceremony outside the China Pavilion. Oh, in Epcot. Yes, in Epcot, uh, nice. and they had the uh, like a Chinese dragon bring the rings. Uh huh. What was it, Mushu? Uh, it wasn't. It was not Mushu. No, unless. Um, and then uh, they then had the Stanley Cup. At their like wedding reception, right? Uh, Tom, you're probably not familiar with the Stanley Cup. Is that a baseball thing? It's you're close, it's uh, a, but not really. It's, it's um, a another sport, American sports trophy. Yes. Um, okay. 
it is the uh, ice hockey trophy. Aha. Yes. The NHL. Uh, I know apparently it's the sports. oldest trophy in the world. <laughs> oh, really? But, but we looked it up and it's not true. Oh. What is the so, oldest trophy in the world? Do you know? Uh, is it the FA Cup? I've already forgotten it. The no, you know, um, the FA Cup. Oh, it's a couple of... It, there's some... I think it's Bells. And it's, bells. Like, there's a couple of... like It's called the Two Bells or something and it's a horse racing trophy. Oh, right. Uh, the FA Cup is actually younger. The Scottish FA Cup is older than the actual FA Cup. Right. Okay. Um, but like the America's Cup is older, which is the uh, sailing... Um, so the the Stanley Cup was the tenth oldest in the world, right? Well, so it's all a lie. So it's a lie. This documentary is is not truthful. And what, what was the third wedding? Uh, now was that I've the... said three weddings, I actually think that is actually the um, promo for the second episode. Oh, <laughs> well, what what was the tease? What what can you expect from the third wedding? Do you remember? Uh, this one was. It seemed like it was on a beach. Oh, okay. Like so Typhoon could have been... Lagoon or something. On Blizzard Beach <laughs> a, would make more sense, I guess. I guess it could have been... It could be at... Um, what's the one? Iolani? I, uh, Pop twist. At... It's at Volcano Bay. Oh, snap. Uh, I think it could be at... Uh, so the Hawaii vacation spot. Or maybe on one of the, like, island... The cruises islands, maybe. Right. And, and and the vast yeah. majority of these weddings taking place in like the Disney World Resort, or are there some in like the other Disney's around the world? The Disney World Resort is the main one um, because obviously there's just so much land and they've got like, actual setup and that sort of thing. But mm. um, it's I think it's feasible to do it at other locations. Mm. They just uh, I haven't seen any other stuff yet. I've only seen the very first episode. And and why 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 did you start watching this exactly? I know if, if you found a particular if you found a girl you like on Hinge or Bumble no, and you no, no. you're planning long term already. <laughs> I'm I'm always intrigued by the like behind the scenes of Disney. Like I've done like right, uh, yeah. so obviously the Imagineering story uh, and there's the yeah that was good. Uh, the one day at Disney and there's a there's the other one which is behind oh. the scenes at like the f- filming of different things. Um, I've done Keys of the Kingdom at Magic Kingdom as well. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was hoping that they would go into a lot of detail of like how the process works and how much things might cost, but they don't. All I know is that all of these people are filthy rich. <laughs> yeah. God, can you imagine how grim the second series of the Imagineering story is going to be? Just like low crowds, people getting <laughs> people getting into arguments about masks. Just, uh, just, we just had to be cancel grim. that. I'm uh, really happy to, to still be working well. here. Honest. <laughs> we had these uh, big plans for Epcot and then we had to cancel them all. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's depressing, isn't it? Uh yeah, here's all the who's, here's all the women that we're, we're going to be our Mary Poppinses that we've fired, and now <laughs> now they can't even afford to sleep in their cars. Now they're just on the streets. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that sounds um, that sounds potentially grim. I had another question about the wedding program, but now I, I've kind of forgotten it. Alas, maybe it will come back to me. But um, you, you, it sounds like you wouldn't necessarily recommend it so far. Uh, if if you're looking for behind the scenes stuff, then no. If you're into that sort of like, um, don't tell the bride or bridezilla or kind of you know the wedding sort of stuff anyway, then this is definitely would be up your street. Right. Fair enough. Oh, I so remember it just what I was going what to you're ask you. Into. 
If you had a Disney wedding, where where would it be? What would be going on? Where would you do the vows? Like in the hot air balloon in Disney Springs or something? Or on, well, it wouldn't be Splash Mountain by then, probably. Well, yeah, oh. it could be. I don't want to say that. <laughs> that sounds like I have no confidence in you whatsoever. Thanks. <laughs> it, it could still be Splash Mountain. You never know. Uh, we, I mean, we don't know but how long it's going to remain Splash Mountain. More likely because the Splash Mountain renovation gets cancelled more than anything. <laughs> But when, whenever it might be, what would the dream be, uh, Josh? Um, so I, I joked that uh, the Ro- is it the Rose and Crown at Epcot, Britain uh, oh, in, in, oh, yeah, England, the, in the fake English pub. Yes, yeah. um, I think go all the way to Epcot just to get married in an English pub. I thought that'd be quite funny. Yeah. Um, or on Peter actually... Pan, you have to queue two hours for your own wedding. <laughs> uh, I actually thought. Uh, Inside the Mexican pavilion at Epcot would be quite cool. Okay, yeah. Because well, it's on, on the Kilimanjaro it's Safari at Animal Kingdom. Yes. Out on yeah. the back of a truck, something like that. Yeah. Um, That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, that could be fun. But um, yeah. Rock and roller coaster. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You, um, you say I do, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, well, one day, one day, Josh, uh, you will be on Disney Weddings uh, on Disney Plus. Maybe. Uh, well, uh, let's move on then. As I said, there is some news, not a ton of it. Actually, what first thing we'll do, though, is sort of a follow-on from what we were talking about last week with the London Resort, because we did some actual, like, kind of journalism after that podcast oh, last right. week, Josh. It was kind of crazy. So... We, uh, we were going through the public consultation documents for the London Resort, which got released last week, and we went through them on the podcast. So uh, if, you, if you missed last week, it's worth going and listening back. Like uh, The most up-to-date plans and, and the most new information we've had about the project for probably years at this point, to be honest. And, uh, yeah. and then they've also started as part of the public consultation. They're doing... Um, what would be in-person like consultation events, but they're obviously doing them all online because there's a uh, there's a pandemic on, and um, so we we logged on to a webinar which was um, quite good actually. I mean, it was longer than I expected. They went into more detail than I expected. There were more people watching than I expected. Oh um, god, yeah. But we got the really authentic local planning uh, consultation event. Uh, uh, vibe. It was very much as I remembered them from my local paper days, just online. You had people moaning about roads, moaning about traffic, moaning Hospitals. about local jobs, being generally very negative about everything, despite having spent uh, or chosen to spend two hours of their Saturday um, listening to what it's all about. So yeah, um, clearly having uh, not read any of the documentation beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, don't get me wrong. I uh, I fully appreciate that you know um, a project of this scale is going to raise plenty of questions for local people, um, and I'm not blind to the uh, concerns as someone who obviously lives locally myself. And I'm uh, I've got plenty of cynicism stored up uh, regarding this whole project as well, given that it was announced well, in 2012, mistake. and as <laughs> yes. It's going to end up being housing, as we all know. However, um, for the purposes of um, the webinar they did, and they're doing them throughout August and some of September, the, I think it's LondonResort.info, is it, the website? Where you can yes. go and look at the, the calendar. Um, 
I was actually There's fairly not. impressed and uh, quite encouraged by what they were talking about. But I, I don't know what what was your overall vibe before we get into some of the notes that I took. Uh, yeah, I think you know the reading through because I basically read through pretty much everything or the the kind of overview stuff that they provided. You're a nerd. You're a nerd. Yeah. I haven't gone into like the minutiae yet. Um, that's for the next couple of weeks, I think. Right. Uh, but having read all of that stuff and gone through the two-hour odd, uh, you know, webinar, um, I actually have a lot more confidence in them to be able to fulfil the plans. I think. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, when we tuned into the webinar, this was maybe a day or two after there was some speculation going around about um, the future of the Epic Universe. Yeah. And uh, just the idea of that screeching to a halt while London Resort comes out swinging like, we're back, uh, is really we're funny to, to me. We're to all over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as I said, for a more sort of deeper dive into um, the, the latest plans, worth listening back to last week's episode but just some stuff they went into about because they took questions on this webinar thing so just some things i took down um on ip i thought this was interesting because um, they were kind of playing down a little bit a lot of the reports we've seen over the past 80 years or however long it's been that we've been hearing about this um they uh, obviously, for a long time, we've known about some of the partners that they've signed deals with, um, but a lot of people then in a lot of newspaper reports would then maybe jump forward a few steps and be like, well, that must mean um, there's going to be a Doctor Who ride because they've got a BBC deal. And they were very keen to stress that, look, we have not made any decisions about specific IP. Um, we've got three deals at the moment, which were the BBC, ITV and Paramount. Um, there was no mention of Ardman. Uh, I think that deal no. may well have expired and will need to be renegotiated. Yes. Um, but they said, uh, yeah, not only have they not decided on IP for the first gate, which is due in 2024, but they haven't even got partners in mind yet for the second gate in 2029. Uh, but one would assume that the reception and how it goes with the first gate will very much inform the second gate. So... Um, yeah, no. Any surprises there for you, Josh? Do you think they'll be looking to bring new partners on board, or do you think there's enough compelling IP across just those three brands? Uh, I, think, I think there's there's some pretty compelling IP. It depends on how well they use it, um, and I yeah. think it's probably enough to open up with. Hmm. Um, with looks to expansion, obviously the second gate, and then expansion after the second gate is also open. Yeah. Um, I, I'd imagine if they're going to get Ardman back in, I think Ardman might fall back into that second gate. Yeah, quite possibly. Which would be quite that, cool, I so think. So the first gate would just be like, I think the first gate will be like BBC One shows, so like Doctor Who, uh, Sherlock, you know, all their their top dramas from over the years. EastEnders, they could recreate the um, the pub, and then yeah. second gate is exclusively BBC Two stuff. So like Gardener's <laughs> World, we get <laughs> top, like we get like six gear. gates going. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait ITV. for the BBC Four. Uh, <laughs> BBC Four Land, uh, the uh, no, fourth VR. gate in 2042. I oh, know, it's BBC Three, isn't it? BBC Three is all VR. BBC, BBC Three is just an internet cafe. You <laughs> <laughs> have to go in and everything's just online. Um, but yes, I thought that was uh, that was interesting because uh, 
Yeah, I'm looking they, forward to the Channel Five contract that they get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about the with the day the date where the BBC license expires and they just sign up with Dave? <laughs> just get all the old BBC stuff. Um, that could be funny. Uh, on uh, coronavirus, of course, there's some questions about coronavirus. They, they said the resort is already being designed to allow for the easy flow of people, um, especially in the arrival plaza. Um, so they reckon that if social distancing is still a concern by 2024, if we're not all dead by then, uh, the resort will be able to cope anyway. Um it did look quite uh, airy, which is like the entrance plaza looked really, really smart actually from the uh, concepts. Yes, um, uh, there is a picture of it actually. If you go on our Twitter page at Park Crush Podcast, I did a little thread, which is basically what I'm reading from now, and uh, I did snap a picture of the arrival plaza artwork, um, which, as you say, uh, does look uh, plenty spacious. Uh, so. It kind of so, reminds yeah. me of the uh, Disneyland Paris kind of entranceway a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, we have those the Eurostar like, coming in there, and yeah, those look like sort of uh, like bus stops maybe in the centre there, or yeah, some, something like that coming out from a train station, something like that. But yeah, pretty spacious by the looks of things. Um, uh, on whether this will actually happen, they said they've already spent seventy million quid on this. Um, which seems like quite a bargain for how long they've been going on such a major so. project. There are some very average footballers you can't even get for that amount of money these days. Um, <laughs> I think you can just about afford Mulan on Disney Plus for that. But yeah, it's, it's tight. It's, it's close, yeah. Um, uh, they, they, all the land, they say, uh, that's required in the Swanscombe area, so where the resort itself is actually going to be, will be purchased. Um, and then land used in Tilbury, which for people don't know is in uh, so the park, the county, the, the resort is going to be in is Kent. Kent is separated from Essex, another county, by the River Thames, and they are planning to um, build a little... Uh, I guess, um, transport hub at Tilbury in Essex on the river yep. so that people from that side of the river can get on over to the resort directly uh, without needing to jump in a car. Yeah. Um, Won't have and to spend the £5 to cross the bridge and back. Indeed. Uh, well, five pa- should be £5 and you forget. Then you get a letter a couple of weeks later and all of a sudden it's way more than that. Then you go to the local paper complaining that the signage wasn't clear enough and then you get out of it somehow. <laughs> And that tends to be how it goes in my experience. Um, but uh, the land for the um, uh, for the river transport in Tilbury will be a uh, commercial deal, they say. They won't be buying land over there. So um, solely uh, yeah, in Kent will, will the land need to be purchased. Um, they sense. say uh, they're confident that... Um, the resort will, will have enough going for it to set itself apart from other top theme parks. They noted the comparison, especially with Disneyland Paris. Obviously, they've got Pai Jabot on board now as their sort of chief executive uh, who was involved in uh, Disneyland P-Y. Paris. PY, yeah. It was. It seemed like there was a bit of inconsistency. Some people call him PY, some were saying Pi. I mean, PY are his initials, but uh, Pi kind of flows off the tongue a little bit and also makes me hungry. So... <laughs> Uh, there seems to be a bit back and forth on that. Uh, uh, they I, want I hope to... pie is the like the cookie of uh, the London Resort. 
<laughs> pie, pies, pies. They, yeah, they're going to become pies. known for their selection of pies. But they're all spelt P-Y. So it's yes. a steak P-Y, uh, an apple P-Y, etc. Um, uh, they say they want to be a global exemplar for sustainable travel. Uh, with lots of routes in uh, besides cars. Um, there will be a new access road. Uh, for people who do come via car, but they, they want to encourage people using the bus, uh, the Thames, uh, the train, uh, maybe even a tram if that becomes U-boats. a thing. Um, pedestrian routes are also being looked at for people who live very locally. Um, yeah. Um, and, I'm looking yeah. forward to cycling there. Yeah, you worked it out last week. It'll be a pretty pretty swift cycle for you to get there. Yeah. Uh, which will be nice. Um other thing, you know, minor stuff, obviously, as you'd expect them to say, taking into account the kind of visual and noise impact on local communities. They've obviously taken all that on board, everything you'd expect them to say. Same with kind of the impact on the environment, carrying out land surveys. They want to ensure that the, any biodiversity that exists on the land is maintained. Um, they are going to maintain a, a decent amount of marshland around the edge of the uh, theme parks. Yeah, it's um, interesting that actually uh, they went into some detail. They're actually going to have some, like, actually flood some areas to bring some more marshland in. Right, yeah. Um, some more salt marshes. So that, that's quite interesting. Yeah. So I guess they're removing some, so they, they're going to move it by flooding some areas from the Thames. Hmm. Um, uh, obviously, tens of thousands of jobs they're aiming to uh, create. Uh during the construction and the planning phase, but then also once it opens, and obviously it will it will range seasonally. But they're they're saying that it will create plenty of jobs, which uh, after the uh, pandemic will certainly be needed. Uh, and then in terms of kind of uh, kind of uh, a few more, I guess questions that lend a little bit more substance to the plans you know getting into specifics a bit more in terms of the balance of indoor and outdoor rides they said obviously we'll have some outdoor rides but we've got to take into account that this isn't florida so uh, plenty of indoor attractions will be ne- will be needed because i mean it's really hot today uh it is now of course august but for most of the year the weather here is not very good so that makes sense uh and also fireworks. So uh, they actually said something interesting about that, which is fireworks kind of uh, becoming less popular, not just, well, kind of think in this country, certainly you don't hear them as much anymore in terms of people having their own garden displays and things like that. No. I think people are far more conscious of the impact it has on wildlife, certainly, but also just kind of litter and pollution. Uh, and so they're looking at other sort of nighttime shows as alternatives already, even at this early stage. And they specifically mentioned, uh, yeah, they specifically mentioned drones for light shows, mm. uh, which I think Universal did a bit of at Harry Potter Land with the Death yeah, Eater stuff. Like, uh, Death Eater, yeah. Uh, and and is that not what Disney have been doing as well at Star Wars with like the X wings and things? Yes, and they were looking to do it over uh, to replace. Um, is it what's it called? Reflections uh, or illumina? Oh, I can't remember what's called now. The one at Epcot they were looking to replace with drones as well. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean. I, I would not at all be opposed to the theme park industry at large kind of starting to move away from fireworks. I mean, they, they do nothing, obviously, for the environment. Yeah. Um, um, and the best I, part of Happily Ever After is still the fireworks. Yeah, I don't, like they're pretty spectacular, don't get me wrong, obviously. Um, but, you know, 
I, I think that it would also encourage them to get a bit creative as well if they think up alternatives because I think there's plenty of cool stuff you can do with lights and projections and I think the drones were an interesting uh, specific thing that they brought up uh, in terms of same, uh, looking ahead. Shame Disney didn't get creative with Happy Ever After. Alas. Um uh, they had that Animal Kingdom uh, uh, nighttime river show, which is dead now. Rivers right? of Light. Get, getting rid of that. Yeah, Rivers of Light. I, I must admit, I didn't yeah. think that show was great uh, when I did it last year, but um, I thought there was potential we, there. It was a nice idea. The first Inception is meant to be the one that's like better regarded, right? <laughs> the first Inception. It. Yeah, of Rivers of Light. Oh. Uh, and then, I don't know. And then they lessened it and then... Uh, that was a version you'd have seen the second version that sounds like something Disney would do uh, cut the cost of something and make it worse but not so bad that they can still get away with it yeah that's kind of their approach to things now I think um, yep alas uh, so yeah that was uh, those were kind of the, the the key points that I took down from the webinar and as I said they're going on throughout August and a bit of September as well so uh, londonresort.info worth signing up um, obviously doesn't matter where the hell you are you can be a local or you can be on the other side of the world you can sign up uh, I think they just take an email address and uh, yeah um, jobs are good all the times are in the UK though obviously so uh, yes um, fact that I mean the one we did was what about two two o'clock in the afternoon? So there, there are uh, some half twelve. Uh, right, okay. Um, yeah, I think there I are think some that... later in the day that are coming up. I, th- I think there are some like US friendly times, for example, if you were yeah, I think particularly interested. They are, they're running um, so UK lunchtime sessions and then some evening sessions, which are around seven thirty BST. Right. Cool. Um, but yeah, PM. I thought there was some. Uh, uh, some some things to take some encourage, uh, encouragement from uh, on that yeah. front. Um, so before we get into our, what I would probably say is kind of uh, the bigger chunk of news of the two stories we've got left, which re- uh, regards Super Nintendo World, do you want to quickly touch on this other story that you saw about Drayton Manor? Yeah, uh, sure. So Drayton Manor, um, for those that don't know, is a theme park over here in the UK. Um, it's been family run for 70 years. Oh. Yeah, um, by the Bryan family, uh, and unfortunately, they are selling up um, due to uh, falling into administration. That's a shame. Uh, uh, yeah, but the good news is that the future of the theme park and all 599 employees uh, are secured thanks to the French leisure company um, Looping Group coming in and buying them up. Um, so Looping Group owns um loads of like aquariums and theme parks and animal parks and water parks um across the continent of europe so obviously uh, france uh, and some various other countries as well so yeah it could be quite a good thing and being owned by a major firm might be able to bolster them in a way that makes them seem more competitive to um alton towers and thorpe and that as like one of the standout stars Drayton Manor has always been highly regarded anyway um, it's just unfortunate that obviously it's it's come to where it is now yeah have, have, but, has it been opened has it reopened since the lockdown it has yes alright have you been before no Drayton Manor is one that is unfortunately um, missing from my history alas yes um, 
But no, um, yeah, good that good that it's been saved. Obviously, uh, we hope. Obviously, when it comes to the the staff, hopefully they put their money where their mouth is and and do uh, do not uh, slash jobs. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I'm you know I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for now, but I think that you know, maybe one to keep an eye on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Longer term. Uh, but yeah. Uh, okay then. So Super Nintendo World, which should have opened by now in Japan, because the Olympics would be on right now, and it was going to open in time for those. Do you remember the Olympics? What, what are they? Do you remember those? Uh, some some sort of athletes get together and run around. Oh, a bit, I'll tell you what. Jump over some the, poles. Some more uh, local news for you. Oh, uh, Super Niche. Okay. Uh, all this week, I've been watching. I, I watch like TV quiz shows and stuff like that. Adam Jamili keeps coming up as one of the answers. Oh, not as a not as a panelist. No. Oh. Well, like, what, why? Why does he? What are some of the questions? Um, what did uh, Adam Jamili uh, win in the European Championships? Or Who the, no, did the Commonwealth Josh Games? Lawrence nutmeg while playing football at school? No, 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 no. I nutmeg two players in my past to Adam Jamili. I assisted oh. him. Oh, sorry. I got that mixed Come up. Come Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think so much of your football acumen that I thought, obviously, yeah. that you could have nutmegged Adam Jamili himself. Uh, Adam <laughs> Left Jamili... pass across the box, nutmeg two players, <laughs> Adam Jamili stuck in the back of the net. <laughs> Adam Jamili being a uh, British sprinter. Yes. Who... Uh, is is very good, but uh, has kind of had an injury ravaged career. He has a world championship gold though, uh, for yep. uh, in the relay. Um, he uh, was very close to kind of Olympic glory. Um, was it twenty sixteen? Uh, I think it was. But he, he just yeah. missed out. He was very very close and came fourth. And yeah. then, um, but yes, yeah, significant to us. He he went to our school. He's from our neck of the woods. Went to both my schools. It's true. Primary and secondary. It's true. Um, anyway, why did you bring him up again? <laughs> Was um, that just a wild tangent? Oh, Olympics. That's yeah. what we were talking about. Olympics, yeah. Olympics, the Olympics yeah. were meant to be on. Uh, they're not, obviously. Um, they meant to be in Tokyo this year. Uh, and uh, Universal Japan in Osaka were planning to open the world's first Super Nintendo World in time for that. Uh, obviously, they ended up delaying it. The park has now reopened, but... Super Nintendo World has not opened. Uh, the only commitment they've given is that it will be open. They're still just saying in time for the Olympics. The Olympics now hopefully taking place in 2021. But, I mean, who the hell knows? It's uh, impossible the, to say. Another, another bit of a tangent here. The Olympics, uh, if it happens in 2021, does that mean the next one happens in 2025 or still in 2024? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, and also, are they going to be called the 2021 Olympics? Because the foot, European Football Championships, which were meant to have taken place this summer, are now going to take place next summer, but they're still going to call them Euro 2020. <laughs> <laughs> which is like... Of course. I can kind of get behind in a weird, dumb way. Like, that. yeah, sure. That's Why kind not? of funny, I guess. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, Nintendo World is kind of, I guess, on an indefinite hiatus. I mean, it's done, right? Like, it's finished, basically, in Japan. Yeah. It must be at this point. Uh, I, I wonder if they're, like, obviously knowing that it's done but not open, I wonder if they're, like, having 
they're getting really OCD about little details about it. Like, oh, should we change this? Should we change that? Because it's like I, I, I was thinking the other day when I was thinking about all the films that have been delayed. And I'm like, is the director of No Time to Die? Has he been like staring at what he thought was the final cut for months thinking, should I tweak this scene? Yeah. Like, it's just not right. It's just, just I, could, I, could, right. I, could, I, could, I could tweak it. And he's like just sitting there second guessing himself for like eight months in all this dead time that the film is just sitting in a filing cabinet somewhere. Um, I don't know. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is like second guessing whether her input was up to scratch or not. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm sure it was. I'm not sure Bond should have addressed the camera here. <laughs> I'm not sure it fits. Um, but uh, Brechtian techniques, I love it. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice little uh, GCSE drama name drop there. Uh, anyway, the reason Super Nintendo World has been in the news this week is because uh, some footage leaked of uh, the Mario Kart ride. Um I guess specifically the ride vehicles and uh, I guess a hint of, of kind of some of the guest interactivity. Uh, so the ride vehicles, Josh, it looks like it's uh, two by two, so uh, four per cart. Yep. Uh, obviously very screen heavy by the looks of things, but based on some of the footage as well, uh, some hints at the interactivity because you've got people appearing to hold up red and green shells ready to launch at uh, other drivers. Um, it's a bit unclear because nobody's wearing goggles, so I, I'd kind of assume this might be an augmented reality ride. Uh, m- maybe maybe they've just not got the goggles on in the video because it's like a concept video, but... Yeah, uh, I don't really know how else the kind of the power ups would kind of work because, based on the footage, the the, the shells are there visually, um, and everyone's got their like arms held up, ready to launch them, and they seemingly know that they are there. So how they're seeing that uh, without AR, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, what what do you make of it? I think it looks really cool. Um, could be could be quite fun, fun little joint. Mm. Um, it's 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 kind of a crazy uh, leak, if I'm honest. I can't quite believe how how this managed to leak. It was like they re, re-, re- released the website early or something, right? I think so. Yeah, because some other stuff got out. Like there was some uh, screen grabs of the app, um, which looks quite smart actually. Uh, I, I think the, the proof, the, kind of the the main takeaway from that is that Nintendo should let other people do all of their app stuff because the <laughs> Nintendo Switch app is garbage and um, yes. this Nintendo World app actually looks quite smart uh, I think there's only so much you can do with it if you don't buy a whatever their equivalent of the Magic Band is called Power Up Band I think uh, Yeah, which are like not mandatory you, you, you have to buy those but how are you meant to punch blocks about it I mean, come on. Well, exactly. I mean, I would assume that the vast majority of people who end up going to Nintendo World are going to buy a band. Yeah. I, I reckon the sort of the percentage of guests that buy the band will be even higher than the percentage of guests that buy a wand at Harry Potter, I would suggest. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's more... Uh, adult friendly i guess you could say yeah you can kind of yeah you can slap it on your wrist and no one will probably bat an eyelid whereas you know if you're wandering around with a wand waving it at stuff people might think you're a bit weird and obviously you're not really carrying a band so much as you are a wand you know you have to consider yeah, yeah. where'd you put your wand for the rest of the day do you put it in your does Don't it fit in your pocket it. does it go in your bag do you put it in your belt like a lightsaber what do you do don't know. Well, don't do that. You might break it. No, exactly. 
Um, if a Samsung Galaxy Note can't withstand a but, roller coaster, uh, uh, how would a one? I think you'll find that was an LG V30. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, it was hard to keep up with your phones for a while. I mean, they were they were swapping around quite regularly. You, you've well, settled now. On, new phone. Now you need a new phone to play Xbox games. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, exactly. How how else will you play Disneyland Adventures on your commute back to work when you go back to the office? Exactly, Tom. Uh, someone needs to think about these things. Um, but yeah, loads of stuff has leaked. It, I, I think it's a little... Some of it... So I'm looking at the pictures of the ride on themeparkinsider.com because it's worth noting that the Twitter account where the leaked pictures seem to emerge from initially has been deleted. All the tweets, at the very least, have been deleted. So yeah, the, uh, you have to hunt around a little bit now to find them. All the pictures have been taken down and like DMCA'd. Yeah. Uh, did you know anything else from the carts? It seems like there's a, a wheel, as in a steering wheel, on every seat, which yeah, would imply that they're decorative. Pointless, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think yeah. that they would be... Uh, Unless it's like I'm trying to think of a, let's say it's one of the maybe shooty rides um, where more than one people have a where there's like multiple joysticks to spin the car. Or am I making that up? No, I think that's Buzz Lightyear. There's still only one, right? You just have to. Yeah. Can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm I remain excited by Super Nintendo World. I mean, it's a bit. Yeah, obviously, the whole everything that's happened in terms of it getting pushed and delayed is. It's kind of almost made me forget that it's happening. It, it seemed like not that long ago where we were, you know, excitedly seeing like drone shots and shots from planes of the land slowly coming to coming together and being really excited. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's not it's not opening anytime soon. And now obviously there's all these rumors about Epic Universe being scrapped and maybe what that might mean for Super Nintendo World in Florida because it seems inconceivable that that wouldn't happen. So are they going to resurrect the original plan uh, that was widely yeah, reported? That's still going to happen, but not necessarily part of Epic Universe. Yeah, it could well be a... Um, yeah, they resurrect the original plan, which was apparently to, to uh, put it in Kid Zone. Um, man, it'll be a real shame... Uh, if a lot of these really exciting theme park projects are flat out cancelled or sort of compromised in some way because of the pandemic and the impact of the pandemic. I mean, clearly there are um, more important things to worry about. Ultimately, hundreds, if not thousands of theme park employees could end up losing their job yeah. because of this. So we do have to remember that and contextualise everything. And obviously, you know... <laughs> broader than the theme park industry the impact of the pandemic is way uh, is, has been absolutely awful and ultimately a a compromised or cancelled Nintendo Mario Kart ride who actually cares but clearly within the context of this little theme park bubble that we operate in once a week uh, it would suck if um, uh, certainly the Florida version was, was cancelled or compromised yeah um, it's a real shame for all yeah. sorts of reasons as well like to the local economy, that'd be such a boost as well. Yeah, in terms of more jobs, a new park. Um, more jobs, more uh, tourists to spend, um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, although uh, in, it's not all bad news at Universal Florida because the Jurassic Park coaster is still uh, looks like it's making good progress. Of course, they still haven't actually announced it. Uh, imagine if they too, too late for that one, right? They you cancel can't it. Not, you can't stop it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or they've, they, maybe they've forgotten. Uh, all the executives that make these decisions have just forgotten that it's happening. One of them's going to like rock up at the park in a few weeks just to see how things are operating during these unprecedented times, and it's going to be like, "What's that going Wait, what? up over there? I thought we'd cancelled that. Stop! Stop! We're we're bleeding money." He, he just climbs to the top of the uh, top hat and just starts swinging about like a King Kong or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the statistics in terms of attendance coming out of the Florida parks are, you know, uh, stark. They are obviously way down compared to this time last year. Um, yeah. And like, you know, obviously, uh, long-time listeners will know that I was meant to have gone in April and that obviously didn't happen. And it was kind of tentatively rearranged for next uh, same time next year. Uh, when I say tentatively rearranged, I just mean the house that we'd booked. The owner of the house has basically said, "I'll just shift your book into the same time next year," and you know, fingers crossed. Um, and at the time, that's that's, awesome. that felt like, oh, you know, that that that's as you know, that's making the best of a bad situation. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's inconceivable that it also can't happen in this you know next year because yeah my um, family's looking at two years from now uh and even then it's like well what's the impact going to be well um, exactly are the numbers I mean, going to be terrible are they going to be like the worst like even worse because everyone's starting to rush back after the after it's kind of over as it were mm. um be interesting to see yeah i don't know Right. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? I mean, like Florida is open for business, as far as I can see. Like, I know like, attendance is down, but if you look at some pictures, I saw some pictures yesterday. I think it was on Blog Mickey of people mm. at Hollywood Studios, and that place is rammed still. Yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. There's oh, lots. Yeah. There's loads of people. Um, so yeah, people people are going about their business. I mean, there's no indication that the virus is just going to suddenly subside in in a place like Florida because uh, there are still loads of people about. So yeah, I, it, you I, know, uh, forget a second wave. They're never going to get out of a first wave. No, not at all. Um, it's, it's concerning. I have a, I've been watching the Tim Tracker as I always do on YouTube, um, and he's been going later in the day. Uh, right. So, and it, it seems like it's a lot better if you go later in the day than uh, if you go early on. Uh, obviously, you miss out on things like the Star Wars stuff because most of that will be booked up. But um, yeah, if you're not worried about that, then later in the day is probably the better time to go right now. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think you know, if you if you're a bit, I mean, look, if you're skittish at all, you shouldn't be going. Correct. Yeah. But if you're skittish to an extent. Like you're thinking, oh, I could, I'll go, but there are certain things I'm not, I'm going to try and avoid, like being in a big crowd in an enclosed space. Rise of the Resistance is probably, I haven't ridden it, but it seems to me like one of the worst rides you could do. You know, there's plenty of stopping and standing around in groups, looking at stuff indoors, in air conditioned spaces, obviously. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, transmission could be, could be high. I think, you know, I'm, pretty skittish i personally am still f- relatively skittish about going out if I, if I lived in florida i wouldn't be going to theme parks full stop but if i if i was if someone said go to a theme park you can do what you like once you're there but if you don't go i'm gonna shoot you uh then i would go and i would probably just wander around outside not necessarily even do any rides and just kind of soak up the atmosphere as best as i can and just the atmosphere i don't want to soak up any viruses doesn't look like you can get any um, direct flights from the UK. 
Well, even if you could, you would um, then have to quarantine, right? When you get back. Yes. Uh, um, and the prices have gone up since June. Right. Uh, they were yeah, about the, the, £400, but back in June, they are now £600. Mm. Our, our quarantine list is uh, is a bit all over the place, like... I don't. France might be getting added France soon. Might go on so. it, but I was looking at it out of interest yesterday, and there are still a lot of. Uh, there's still quite a few countries, um, like Singapore, for example, uh, was not on the safe list. And I was looking at Singapore's stats, and they've had like 27 deaths overall. Um, and they're, they're they're sort of registering. I think that the latest daily cases was about 300. I know. I know it's right. a higher. You know, 300. Out as a proportion of their population is is higher than it would be in somewhere like France, obviously, but but still, yeah, it's, it seems like there's no great rhyme or reason. I, I think that you know they've prioritised in terms of putting countries on the safe list. They've tried to prioritise places where people actually would like to go for a kind of a short haul, not that much planning needed holiday, just to kind of get that industry up and running again. Um, well, I think they'd ideally want people to stay home, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, a, I guess um, so. A yeah. staycation, as it were, or staycation. Yes. Go, go you to, going, you can do go to staycation? Scotland, or um, probably not. No, I'll probably take two weeks off when the new Xbox comes out. That's about it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I have the holiday. We, we so still don't I know when that it. is, right? No. Or how much November, is? But... Correct. They're just yeah. gonna that and the PS5. I mean, I can only assume they're kind of playing the worst game of chicken ever. And maybe yeah, it'll just get to the point where they just, come, they just come out. Like, you'll wake up one morning and one of them will have been like, oh, it's out, we got tired of waiting, and by the way, it costs this. Enjoy. Dave um, Bluth has tweeted it out and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, indeed. Um, well, uh, I think that's everything for this week, Josh, in terms yeah. of theme park news. Well, we somehow dragged this out for almost an hour. I didn't think there was anything to talk about. <laughs> But, uh, hey, we spent 15 minutes talking about weddings. So that, hey, that explains look that. Look at us. Yeah. Uh, look at us. I look forward to your Disney wedding trip report in like, episode 500 or something. Yeah. Yeah. 2029. I'm still doing it in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move on. What can you do? What can you do? You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Parkrush Podcast. And you can email us, podcast at parkrush.com. You can find us at parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app. And also every week, I don't think we've ever actually plugged this on the show itself. But uh, Josh, you do write up some show notes I do. Uh, where you sort of also leave kind of handy links related to things we talk about uh, on your I do blog. That as well. What is your blog yep. again? JoshuaLawrence.info. Nice. Uh, yeah. That'll do we it. We tweet then. it out every week as well. So that's true. We do, and I tend to do a reminder tweet as well, uh, just to make sure we're getting all those hits. Oh yeah, all them hits. Uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Who knows what could have happened between now and then? Stay safe out there. Goodbye.